Yo, 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 and welcome back to the Banter Boys podcast. My name is Sanji. With me is Ryan. How are you doing, boy? Yo, I am doing good. I must be feeling better than you. How's uh, COVID been treating you? Ah, it fucking sucks. I mean, Hamburg was a lot of fun, but COVID fucking sucks. Yeah, I'm still like, I'm not, I'm not positive anymore, but I'm definitely still feeling the after effects. It's Fair still enough. out there, guys. Be careful. Be careful. What you know? What was the worst? Like, did it just knock you out? Yeah, I would. I would say so. Like, I didn't have a cold or anything. I don't think I had a fever. I had a little bit of a consistent cough. I would say for like one or two days. Uh, it was kind of annoying, but I just felt so exhausted. Like, I still feel so exhausted. Like a truck fucking hit me. Like. I was basically bedridden for two days straight, I would say. I was right, either okay. eating, pooping, or sleeping. I felt like a baby. <laughs> Fair enough. At yeah. least you timed it well, because no classes, no FPL, no... Pretty much yeah. nothing was going on, right? Yeah, 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 basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Termed it perfectly. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but the stack do was amazing. Hamburg is a lot of fun. Um, What game did you catch again? St. Pauli versus somebody else. I don't know who the somebody else was. I should probably know that. I remember you sent that video of the stadium, though, and it looked packed. Like, Yeah, for a Bundesliga 2 game, it was ridiculously packed. And Germany are very, very th- thorough with their uh, COVID checks and all that. Like, every venue that we went to, every bar that we went to, they, like, had to see your uh, vaccination record. They had to see, like, your passport or proper ID, that sort of thing. In England, you do whatever the fuck you want to do. Like, it's there's no rules here. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, how are things in Trinidad right now, though, COVID-related? Good. Um, I mean, it is what it is. It's We're kind of adopting the same thing as the rest of the world. We're pretty much easing almost all restrictions on April 4th. So okay, okay. Yeah, it's it's just up to everybody to just do what they've been doing for the past however long. Yeah. That's fair. I enough. mean, you still That's have to fair. wear a mask in closed spaces, I think. Yeah. But like if you're playing sports and stuff, you're no longer required to wear a mask, that kind of thing. Wait, were people playing football while wearing their mask? I mean, the law you were supposed to, but nobody was doing it. Obviously not. Like <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So so I, I just looked it up. The game was St. Pauli versus Heidenheim. Uh, yeah, it was a 1-0 win. The goal was like right next to where we were sitting as well. Got a perfect view of the goal. Um, the captain got the assist as well, you know. I got like the one piece of memorabilia was this captain's armband that I, that oh, I was able to purchase. Lie. Yeah, That's nice. Yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for for those who obviously um you don't see a video feed of our podcast, it's basically like a rainbow uh captain's armband. They're very much in support of like gay rights and that sort of stuff. Um, right. so it's very much in like their theme of like their co- clothing and like the gear that you can purchase from their stores and stuff like that. But I mean, Hamburg's a lovely city. We didn't do too much sightseeing. Um, it's right next to the water as well. Uh, but it was it was pretty much just booze and and go karting. By the way, did I tell you that like? I think f- it was a group of 26 of us. I think five or six people ended up testing positive at the end of the trip. Um, but three people cracked their ribs. Oh, what the? F- what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. From One go-karting. person. Yeah, from go-karting. Exactly. One person got both. Thank God I was not that guy. Damn. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough, man. Um, but it, it feels so strange to be potting again and to even be talking about football or whatnot. Um, what did you get up to f- over the break, though? So I'm studying for an exam, so I didn't do much. Honestly, um, just played football, study, exercise, study, do work, study. <laughs> yeah, that was like, that was it. IPL started back. I know... I said I wasn't going to play IPL Fantasy. I caved the hour before or the half hour before. But then I did so badly on first day that I said, hey, fuck it, I'm not playing. <laughs> yeah, you used your double up chip and it didn't even matter because we caught up to you already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was like in the first over, my captain got out for duck. So it was just like, yeah, this is pointless. <laughs> Yet, yeah, you know, you, you say you stopped and then you made transfers right before we started potting. 
Yeah, that's only because you made your transfer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's great to be able to rope people in to play IPL. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it kind of helps when there's no football on in um during these two weeks. You know, some some kind of sport to kind of pass the time or some kind of fantasy to kind of yeah, pass exactly. the time as well. Yeah. Um. So. Also, quick heads up, Ross is not going to be with us uh, for the next couple of episodes because he's right now in Dubai visiting his elder brother. Uh, buddy, I hope you're enjoying yourself, able to run into some famous footballers during the break as well. You know, he dropped that casual flex in our group. He was like, yeah, guys, I'm in Dubai. Just chill it, you know? Yeah, yeah. He timed um, that so well, too, because for yeah. sure... Some footballers would be there on the international break, like exactly. I I love. I'm I'm wishing him, you know, all these well wishes. Like he actually listens to the pod when he doesn't record, but he doesn't fucking <laughs> do that either. Um, but speaking of Ross, what we're gonna do is quickly insert the socials right here. Yeah, for sure. So you can message us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handles at Banta B on Discord in the Draft PL channel. Banta Boys hashtag six five eight five. On Reddit, you backslash banta underscore boys. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Podcast, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, and YouTube, all under the name of Banta Boys. All right. So now that you've followed us everywhere, liked us, you know, send us a little DM, ask us, you know, how's it going? Or tell us we're terrible. We should stop recording. Um, I think what we can do is probably jump into the football. Um, yo, that wait, happened we two weeks jump ago. into the football. What's up? West Indies won a test series, yo. Oh, yes, against England. Should probably flex with that. Yeah, yeah, given I live in England. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you didn't have COVID, you definitely should have run all about wearing your West Indian. Um, jersey and just like you know have people smack you down like you're chris rock but uh. <laughs> yeah i can't i can't believe that happened you know I, I didn't know that happened until people started talking about it in all my social groups i'm like what pretty much yeah like, same on like yeah yeah, yeah. I, I love that people will rave about like um what is it like all these uh, social media people or all these fans slapping each other but when it comes to actual world issues uh, not a peep like i know right it's crazy <laughs> it's so sad it is sad. um but yeah uh it, it's it's weird to be like catching up on football and stuff like that especially there wasn't even a lot of football to kind of talk about given it was a blank game week right but yep. um there's still a little bit of data we can look at so let's jump right into it let's do it Fantasy with the Banta Boys. So, looking back at the blank game week 30. Oh, by the way, I I didn't even give a breakdown of how the pod runs and all that sort of shit. Um, this is how long we haven't you know potted in a while. So I'm I'm gonna quickly do that before we jump into the data dump. Um, typically, how we run this pod is we have uh, two halves. First half, we uh, do data dump where we discuss scoring categories, um, and then we talk about how we did in our leagues or any moves that we made, or any trades that sort of thing. We take a half time pint. Then we jump into Twitter questions. I think we have one um, uh, that might have been sent in. I didn't yep. put it into the sheet, but I we can run in, that off Twitter. Oh, perfect. Thanks, buddy. Um, and then we talk about uh, waiver picks um, or FA picks that you can make to help you win your game week. All right. So quickly jumping into the data dump, we start off with key passes. So the highest number of key passes recorded in this game week, and I think there were only like four fixtures, right? Eight teams. So the list is quite short. Uh, four key passes by Harry Kane and James Madison, then three key passes by Podence and Dan James. And uh, I mean, it's a long list of two key passes, but I'll like, quickly run through the names. Hopefully you can pick up on them. Uh, Cedric Soares, Batiste from Brentford, Brentford, Jack Harrison, Kalechi Iannaccio, Kulusevski, Trincao, Mbuemo, McGinn, Odegaard, Reguillon, Saka, Moutinho, and Ovisa from Brentford as well. Quick thoughts, Ryan. I am actually, I mean, not that surprised. Kane being a creator more than a shooter, I guess, was evident. He got three assists. Um, Brentford clearly have been taking some shots. Good to see Nacho back involved in the team. I think it's really... 
the injuries to Vardy and Daka that kind of put him there, though. Yeah, I was about to say, like, until Rodgers pulls him right back out of that team. Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah. The only one I really want to point out is Trincao, because did he start the game? I can't remember. I don't think so. Oh, mate, it's, it feels like that game was, like, two years ago. But, yeah, I think he came on or something and then just smashed it. He finally got an attacking return. That exactly, bastard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got more than when, one. So. Yeah. When we needed it, he didn't do anything, you know? But this, yeah, he absolutely smashed it as an asset this game week, for sure. And I think he would have been free in most leagues as well. Probably. Yeah, because he didn't start the game. So most people wouldn't have even been picked him up. Someone got injured. I can't remember who. And he came on. Was it Huang Hee Chang or one of those guys? I don't know, mate. Mate, I was not, like I was drunk as fuck during this game week. Like I have no idea what happened this game week, as you can tell by my wonderful FPL score. But yeah, this is fan tracks. <laughs> We're not gonna talk about that other painful game. Um, yeah, yeah. I I, I do want to point out though, Podence has really shot up as an asset in the latter portion of this season. True. Um, like, do, I mean, given his form now, would you be looking forward to next season to be, like, pulling him in the draft? Like, which round are you probably going to aim for? I still wouldn't because I'm hopeful that, uh, what's his name, Neto would be up and running by then. And I think he, at least based on the one season we saw from him, would be my pick. So I probably would still say Pudence is like a 8-9. Even after 10th round, for me. Yeah, because it's still that whole rotation issue stuff. But, I mean, same yeah. thing with Neto, though, right? You would think he'd still be somewhat of a rotation issue. Um, Not so sure. Oh, it was okay. Neves. Neves got injured and Trincao came on at, like, the 25th mm. minute. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so, okay. If you're higher in Neto, then, where about are you going to try and draft him for next season? 5th round... Hopefully, people sleep on him because he had a he didn't have a season basically. Yeah, so he won't be up on like that default um, ranking, I guess they have. No, right? yeah, or even if you look at previous seasons and stuff like that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what? Uh, I know like Jimmy wasn't really mentioned on this list. Um, frustrating for owners. He got double yellow, red card, or whatever, right? Um, yeah. I, not for the first time this season. Um, I know because I I faced uh, a jimmy owner and i was also a jimmy owner for one of my leagues um but he's not kind of lit up this season as he has in previous seasons and i don't know if that's coming back from a serious injury or that's because of how large kind of rules out his system but do you think he kind of drops down in terms of where you're drafting him next season yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah, because it, it's not as exciting, I think, to draft a Wolves asset um, when I'm looking at potential um, assets next season, because the first person that I would always want to draft from Wolves was Adama Traore, right? Now we don't have that exciting ghost machine with us anymore. Um, what round would you aim for for Jimmy then? I probably wouldn't go for Jimmy at all. Like, just Wolves haven't been scoring enough goals to justify it, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, if he's available by, like, sixth round something, sure, fine. Fifth, sixth. And I need a forward? Yeah, why not? But Yeah, because I, I feel like even the likes of Ivan Tony has outperformed him, right? I think this season, Ivan Tony is the fifth best forward in the game at the moment, based on total points for. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Sounds about right. And Jimmy is, I want to say, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17th best forward in the game right now. Yeah, that's nuts. He would have gone like maybe third, fourth round latest, I want to say. And he probably has so many minutes compared to a lot of those guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. And guaranteed starts, right? Because I don't think he rotates with anyone, really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, other than that, I think everything else seems fairly standard. So we can move on to shots and how many of those were on target. Uh, so the highest number of shots recorded in blank game week 30 was four uh, by a few players. Dan James, who had one on target. Uh, Pontus Janssen, who had one on target. Kulusevski had zero of his four on target. Trinkau had three of his four shots on target. 
Um, then three shots attempted by a bit of a long list here. Antonio had zero on target. Ailing had two on target. Uh, Kalachi Nacho had zero of his three on target. James Justin had one of his three shots on target. Kind of surprised to see him there. Uh, Harry Kane with one of his three on target. Madison, two of his three on target. Rodrigo from Leeds, one of his three on target. Reguillon, one of his three on target. Saka with one of his three on target. Emil Smith-Rowe with one on target. Hyungwin Son with two on target. And Ivan Tony with zero of his three shots on target. I mean, the two shots uh, attempted is a bit of a long list. I'm not going to run through them. But we can still kind of have them there for us to kind of, I guess, pull up as discussion points. Yeah, what are your quick thoughts on this, Ryan? So, <clears throat> you mentioned Justin. But, like, a lot of defenders showed up here for some reason. Janssen with four. Only one shot on target. Though. Ailing with three. Justin with three. Um, and then Johnny with two. That's a lot of defenders for shots this game week. I don't know why. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, speaking of Justin, though, being up there, I think Leicester, one of those teams that have a fairly kinder fixture run coming up. And yep. they've also got more games than maybe... Probably not Burnley, because Burnley still has half a season to play. But... Leicester's one of those teams that, you know, could kind of surprise you in terms of assets to kind of jump on now, um, especially if you've got playoffs, etc., right? Agreed. So I saw Justin starting and I grabbed him immediately. Um, Paid off because he got like eight points in a blank game week. I'll take that any day. And conceded, right? Yeah, he conceded. So. Yeah. And Castania smashed it on the other side of the pitch as well, right? So... I mean, would you be trying to get either one of these guys or punting on Soyuncu, who's looking to be scoring a lot of points now? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Um, I would say that Le- uh, Leicester have been improving their defense, like, just based off the uptick we've been seeing in points for these players. They're winning more aerials. That means they're probably trying to defend set pieces for the first time for the season. Um... I guess, I don't know. I would still never trust them for a clean sheet, though. So, if I was looking at Leicester, I'd probably just go for an attacker if they're available. Most likely, they're not. So, Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, But other than that, I, I don't think anything seems too wild. Again, you see that Kane is more of a key passer than, than a shooter. Uh, it, again, your boy, who you were so high on... Um, episodes ago Kulusevsky shooting a lot right unfortunately yeah, yeah. not on target but um assuming that Kulusevsky is there next season you think that he's more nailed than Lucas Mora is right where would you be yeah. trying to draft Kulusevsky next season honestly given what he's done so far he looks like a second round pick kind of thing and you'd say the same for Bukayo Saka as well right Saka's for first round now I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, if Rafinha is not going to be here next season, I think he's rumored to be going to Barcelona. Rafinha Seriously? went... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that recently, yeah. I think there's, like, verbal agreements or something in place. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, like, he's too he's too good for Leeds. Like, let's be honest. He is, he is. I just thought he'd go to a bigger Prem club, but fair enough. Yeah. Uh, when Barcelona or Real Madrid comes knocking, you, you would go, right? So, um... Yeah, I mean, Rafinha went first round in a lot of leagues this season's draft, right? So I, I get, I guess I can see where you're saying about Saka, right? But my yeah, only issue yeah. is that sometimes Saka doesn't always look good on like the ghost points. Right? Yeah, um, fair he's enough. not responsible for like set pieces or any of that sort of stuff. But I mean, if he's going to be part of every attacking return <laughs> that Arsenal has, you never know, right? Yeah, I guess it's early to say because you would expect Arsenal to buy maybe a forward or something to back up. Um, or start Lacazette. ahead of Lacazette, yeah, maybe. Yeah, true, true. So, right. if that person would become more focally involved than Saka, then maybe, yeah, Saka d- does get pegged down to the second round. But lots to look at, see. Yeah. Wait and see. Yeah, yeah, true. All right, let's move on to the next category, Aka crosses into the box. So the highest number recorded was three by John McGinn, and then two Aka crosses by Harrison and Madison. Quick thoughts on this. Pretty standard. McGinn up there is kind of surprising. And 
the fact that no Spurs players on this list kind of tells me that like they play on the counter and like I mean Kane played a couple true balls to Son was that this game or was that the game before anyway but Kane was just playing crazy foot, good football like playing in the middle of the park and just spreading the ball so it's not really crosses into the box but that's kind of how the play has been building at Spurs now right yeah 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 I mean, those those guys just have, like, a uh, telepathic connection. And, uh, they've already beaten, I think, uh, Lampard and Drogba's record, right? For players Seriously? assisting each other sort of thing. Jeez. I think so. Or they've, like, matched it. But, I mean, they're easily going to break it if they haven't oh, yeah, already. Yeah, for sure. Um, but speaking of um, McGinn, he has been, like, such a consistent performer this season. Yeah, he um, has. If, if you look at, like, his last... I want to say six um, matches as well. It's been uh, 9, 9.5, 9, 10.5, 9.5, 9. And I don't know if he sometimes goes a bit under the radar every draft, right? And these are without attacking returns as well, right? And I think if you look at seasons before this, he has kind of contributed in terms of like goals and assists. Like, I'm not, not saying that he does it a lot, but I. I mean, what are the numbers in terms of um, previous seasons that he's had? Let me see if I can pull it up. So, I think in the 2019-20 season, he's had three goals, three assists. Uh, 2021, three goals, five assists. And uh, this season right now, he's had three goals, two assists, right? So, you could say he's kind of probably due some assists, right? Um, right. John McGinn, one of those players, obviously, you'd want to be drafting next season as well. But what round would you typically aim for? Yeah, he's tricky because, like you said, he doesn't get the attacking returns. And, I mean, we've seen Ramsey come into the squad and actually get a lot more returns, but not as many ghost points. Um, I don't know. He doesn't have those set-piece duties either that Douglas Luiz sometimes has or and now continues theirs. I don't know. It's it's weird. But he is nailed. He is nailed. <laughs> uh, I would, And he's consistent. Like, yeah, yeah you yeah, expect yeah, yeah. ten points pretty much. Yeah, or just which is hundred. fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's hard. Maybe like thinking? fifth, sixth round sort of thing, but it, it depends, right? Like I, at that point, maybe I'd be going for like uh, some uh, first or second round defenders if defenders, there's any exactly. around. Yeah. yeah. Because they've got maybe a bit of a higher ceiling with that clean sheet, that sort of thing. So. It is a tricky one for sure. All right. Um, and finally, we just look at some random extra stuff. Um, so the most number of successful dribbles uh, in Blank Gaming 30 was six by Pudence. And again, one of the players that we kind of mentioned, Soyuncu, who's seen an uptick in points returns. Um, he was tied second for clearances, six of them, and first for aerial, seven of them. Um, is Ndidi being injured maybe also helping his points output return? Like, because Ndidi is a bit of that shield in front of him, right? So not having that maybe more responsibility on his shoulders? That's a good point. Um, yeah, perhaps. I don't actually know how solid Mendy is at protecting them, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, short guy as well. Not hating on short people, but it's easier for Sion to win aerials. True. All right, so now I think we can quickly move on to league updates. Ryan, how did you fare last game week? I won. I think I got like 57 points and my opponent got 46. I had a commanding lead going into the last game. It was something like 30-something points. And then Son started to chip away at this lead and I was starting to get a little worried. But I, I... in the end, I, I won by like 10 points, so that was comfortable enough. Um, I had a lot of duds on my team. I think I have like five FX players now, and I just keep rotating them every week. So I picked up like Bully, because my opponent had um, Jose Sa, so I just really wanted to cover that. I picked up James Justin, I picked up someone else, and Bully didn't pay off. The someone else didn't pay off, I forget who it was, let me check. Oh, okay. No, I was not excited. I picked up Granite Shaka. <laughs> <laughs> I got Shaka in. Shaka got Did he do me. well? No? No, he got me point five points. Ah, nice. Lovely. You love to see Bully that. got me one. But mm. yeah, I picked up James Justin and James Justin got me eight. 
and then Thomas Partey kind of delivering once again 8.5 so yeah I had a comfortable comfortable enough win uh did you make any trades or um make any other moves preparing for the upcoming double game weeks double game weeks not so much I picked up um Sar Chelsea defender um just in case you know someone gets injured over the international break I have him there but I really just targeted a couple Burnley men so I picked up Connor Roberts for the double game week um but not looking ahead it's just that's the immediate double game week right I picked him up and I picked up Iwobi It's interesting you picked up Connor Roberts because I I would say he has one of the hardest doubles that Burnley have had so far um the season right I yeah, think but then they've got he, what he has Man like City? five games in three game weeks yeah. though, so that's so you're why. stashing long term sort of thing kind of yeah but Iwobi yeah. is like the the one that I just grabbed just for this game week okay all right that's fair um so quickly moving on to banter boys um and how they're doing uh DPL community league the Trier Triad league so we had a win over there as well um luckily we came up against a Jimmy owner even though we had Zuma with his own goal as well um so one thing was that I, I mean I was on vacation stuff so I was like trying to steal wifi from every possible human being like I kept boring people's cell phone it was so bad I was like yeah I just want to check something on my fantasy team if you don't mind <laughs> like um <laughs> But I I noticed like Callum Chambers wasn't uh, starting, so I guess he lost his place to Conte or whatnot. Um, so instead of like being able to grab, let's say, um, players that were free, uh, or maybe grab someone that was on the bench that you're gonna gamble that they're gonna come off the bench and get points, I looked forward to the double gaming thirty. So I managed to grab Iwobi in both um the DPL com and the IGL right. So the reason I kind of gambled on Iwobi was he got the winner right against I think was it Leeds that they had played or something like that. Um, who was the team that they had won at like the last minute of the game or was it Newcastle? I feel like it was Newcastle then. Might be Newcastle. Yeah. Check. yeah, 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 yeah. You can tell how prepared we were for this part as well. It might have been a cup <laughs> game. Was it a cup game? <laughs> no, no, no. It was. It was a league game. I feel like it will be scored in like the ninety seventh minute. Wasn't that like when Begovic ke- uh, was in net and everything like that? Because Everton. Oh right, they had a double game week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a second fixture that week. Where is it? Yeah. Where is it? Yeah, okay, you can continue. We'll find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think Iwobi had gotten the winner in that game or whatnot. I think I found it. It was on March 17th. Um, yeah, Iwobi had uh, scored in it like the Newcastle. 99th yeah. minute. Um, Calvert-Lewin got the assist as well. So, I mean, I think he's one of the players that is under 50% owned or whatnot. And we're going to kind of talk about him in the second half. But, yeah, I was like, you know what? Might as well look forward. They've got an upcoming double game week. They've got an easier double game week than Burnley. So, I said, you know, why not? Maybe he'll be rewarded for his heroics um, and he'll get some minutes and whatnot. So, I, I just kind of moved early on that. Um because like I felt like my game week was already wrapped up as well, so I I couldn't really do anything about that. Um, but I made some moves in the waiver um, wire window, or whatever. Um, I dropped out Norgard, Cleek, and Ayer, and I know Norgard is like a consistent midfielder or whatnot. Ayer seems to be taking along with Ghosties, but now it's getting to like the crunch business end of the season where I'm basically taking it game week by game week i'm trying maybe not to look too far ahead sort of thing um and i brought in fred castanier and justin right so i managed to get double lesser defense because i figured their fixtures are going to turn and we have been talking about fred consistently i mean you've raved about him a few times um we've seen how he's improved a lot as a player since ralph has come in right so i felt like maybe it was worth a gamble um taking a united asset or something like that um any quick thoughts about those moves uh i mean just i have no idea what the fixtures look like in terms of double game week 33 so if Leicester does double in 33 great you're good if they don't I may be considering dropping one of those I don't know if you're if you're looking ahead to like playoffs definitely those two guys are gonna be good because I think the last three games Leicester have pretty easy yeah, so Leicester have Newcastle away and Everton away in game week 33. Oh, so and they have an easy double. Okay, that's solid. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And United have Norwich at home and Liverpool away. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Right? Um, And if you look at, like, the final three games, I, I don't think I'm in playoffs um for this league because I'm currently still in first in this league. Um, And the guy who's in second is, like, a point behind me. But... I believe we face each other in like game week 37 or something like that. It's crazy. Um, so it could go down to the wire sort of thing. But around that time, Leicester have, uh, let's say, 30, 36 to 38. I'll uh, speak for the sake of like the, those who are in playoffs. Leicester have Everton at home, Watford away and Southampton at home. Um, yeah. And then United have uh, Brighton away, Chelsea at home, Crystal Palace away. So, I mean, the Leicester players definitely have the better run in that sense, right? Because yep. the only top team, I want to say, based on, like, the fixture difficulty that, like, you, if you want to go off, like, the FPL website or something, is Spurs away. They don't face any of the top five, top six for the rest of the season. No, yeah, I saw that myself. So, yeah, agreed. So, yeah, if, if there's free Leicester assets that you think um, you can grab now or maybe even trade for, I would say go for it, right? And yep. that's kind of going to bring us to, like, further discussion related to one of our questions and stuff. Exactly. Um, so, quickly moving on to Champions Cup. Um, so, it's a two-legged um, uh, tie or whatever. I lost the first leg uh, 52 to 33.25 because of Ben Ben Rama's late heroics in that game. Um, it was quite unwanted, his returns. Um, but I kind of wanted to discuss... Um, a possible tactics maybe for those who are in cup fixtures that sort of stuff um what i could do or maybe how i can cover myself or give myself a bit of an advantage so i basically have to win my second leg by a higher goal difference point difference or whatever um so i've kind of inserted here the graphics of um the other team as well in our notes uh just for the sake of the listeners i'll run through um my team and i'll run through my opponent's team so i've got iron ramsdale and net Kieran Tierney, Virgil van Dijk, and Zuma uh, in my defense. I've got El Yunusi, Alex Uobi, Mason Mount, Bukayo Saka, and James Ward-Prowse in midfield. Up front, I've got Ivan Tony and Chris Wood. On my bench, I've got Castagne, James Justin, Pulisic, Fred, and Marcus Rashford. And my opponent, he has Ederson in net, Thiago Silva, Connor Roberts, Rudiger, Kieran Tierney, Kyle Walker in defense. In midfield, he's got Dan James, Bukayo Saka, and Joe Willock. And up front, he's got Richarlison and Mo Salah with Matty Target, Kyle Walker-Peters, Eriksson, Douglas Luiz, and Ben Rama on his bench. So, I mean, immediately looking at this, do you think I have any chance of kind of clawing something back? It's, it's looking grim. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when Mo Salah is facing Watford, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. And he covers some of your best assets too, right? Like he has Bukayo Saka, you have Bukayo Saka. Um, he has double Chelsea defense. And I have you zero have none. Chelsea. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I've got attacking Chelsea threat, right? Versus Brentford. So yeah, yeah. maybe that could kind of cover it in that sense. It, it'll be interesting, though. Yeah, and but I, he has he's got City defense versus um, easy Burnley fixture as well. Yeah, he has more double game week players too, right? Like, yeah. he has three, two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roberts, He's got like... Charleston. Yeah, I think he's got 90 minutes extra. But sometimes I've realized as well in these double game weeks, minutes don't always do yeah. anything. So It's nice to have. I'll give you that, right? But is there any... Like, it, when you're in this sort of situation, right? Do you try and maybe cover some of his like match some of his coverage or something or do you just go complete opposite punt the other way and try to get like you know even higher upside that sort of thing i that's tricky i would say if he had like everton defense i would cover he has burnley defense maybe i would consider covering that but like you aren't going to get a chelsea defender to cover you aren't going to get a City defender to cover his twos. So, I would just try to go to the opposite way and hope for the best, really. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. you need to make up 20 extra points too, right? So, why not? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's even speaking of like the not owning Chelsea assets, I might just have to also be quick with the team sheets, right? Because yeah. you mentioned the likes of Malangsar, um, he might be available, right? Exactly. Or yeah. the, the likes of uh, Chalaba, depending on how he's classified in your league as well. Yeah, good point. Okay, so yeah, I mean, a, a bit of work to do there. Um, so let's move on quickly on to International Genie League. We also had a win there, and I did the same thing. Uh, grabbed Iwobi early because like my game week was pretty much won in that sense. Uh, but a couple of moves that I made there was I took out Ianelt, Lanzini, and Mbuemo, and I also got in Fred over here, but I got double Everton coverage here. Uh, Coleman and Keane. Uh, quick thoughts about that. No, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, obviously not long-term. It's just targeting the double game week, but yeah, solid moves. Yeah, and this is one of the leagues that I have playoffs for as well. So, um, I mean, I'm, again, I'm just, maybe I need to start looking at the 36 to 38 run as well, right? If I want to get promotion in the International G League, but let's see how it goes. Um, And quickly wrap things off with Perfect 11. So Perfect 11 season three is done. Um, we didn't qualify, you know, after three attempts. I saw people like Robbie P qualified top 10 all three Every, times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think maybe if they have a next season, Robbie, I'm just going to copy your team. Just FYI. Um, but I finished 26, you finished 35th. Um, so not much to say there. But in the Redemption League, I think that goes on until the end of the season. Um, I think there's still money up for grabs in that league or whatever. Uh, free entry. It might be too late for you if you're now trying to join. But I'm currently sitting 31st. You're at 39th. I think we're like maybe 200 points away from the first position or something. Any sort of tactics that you're going to have with this one or just try and have fun, go random punts sort of thing? Yeah, so for the last three game weeks, I've been going completely off key. Like I've been avoiding the main guys. I did not have Son last week, I don't think. I don't think I've owned Son at all. Um... I've just well, that been worked going, out well. <laughs> I know, right? I've been just been going different. Like, okay, let me just grab, I don't know, Podence or something from last game week. Just to be different. And sometimes you hit, sometimes you sink. Especially when yeah. a player like Son, who everyone has, does well. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So now I think we can take our halftime pints and we will see you after the break. And we are back. So, right, how is IPL Fantasy working out for you right now, buddy? Yeah, so that's just why I don't play. <laughs> <laughs> I jinx your player. Yeah, like, it, it's crazy. We should have, like, a, a jinx account for IPL. I think whoever you're thinking of captaining, we tweet it and we help the people that are actually playing. Um, yeah. Because it's ridiculous, like, how well you seem to screw over these professional cricketers, man. Ah, well. Yeah. I'm not actually playing this season. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just try to have fun with it, at least, you know? Exactly. Okay, so I think what we can do is jump into our Twitter questions. And we might have one. Yep, we have one from Robbie P. His handle is a team of caras. By now, everyone probably knows that. Um, Robbie's question is, my home league runs a cup competition similar to playoffs, so that's in game weeks 36 to 38. If you were going to start making some trades or moves now, who would you look to target for those game weeks? So, I mean, we can quickly pull up uh, the fixture run um, for those uh, teams. Uh, Ryan, do you want me to send you a link, actually? for I, I had it up from okay. before as well. Okay, okay. Um, so... Uh, you maybe want to avoid the teams that have, um, you know, your top clubs like Man City and Liverpool. And like, I, w- I want to want to say Chelsea right now. Um, but Liverpool and Man City obviously still gunning for the title, right? So they're going to be going ham, I think, until the end. Even like the likes of Mo Salah, who's going to be wanting to win Golden Boot again. Um, maybe you want to avoid defenses from these teams, but like maybe attacking assets. So like the one of the first few teams that I, I can look at is like West Ham, maybe right. They've got Man City sandwiched in between Norwich and Brighton. Obviously, two good fixtures. But would you maybe want to trade away the likes of Bowen right now because you don't know what he's gonna be like coming back from injury? 
Yeah, good point. Right? Maybe sell high on, on that sense. What about your Wolves assets? Like your Jimmies, your size, uh, Kilmans? Because they've got Chelsea, Norwich, Liverpool as their final three. Yeah, I would... I have I've lost um, faith in a couple teams. Like Wolves, I don't see them playing for anything anymore. They're pretty comfortable. So yeah, I would get rid of like most, if not all of them. Especially because of Chelsea and Liverpool. Um, are there any other teams that you'd maybe be wanting to sell high on right now or assets from teams? So, I guess it's it, it comes back to most end of seasons come back to like those who are playing for something, right? Relegation or top four or top six. Um, I don't know. I forget what the table looks like, but I'm guessing Palace won't have much to play for. I don't know if the likes of Zaha, uh, Conor Gallagher, if you want to trade those guys out now while they're still, you know, in demand. Yeah, and we could also see a lot of rotation as well from these teams, right? Exactly. I was going to say that too. Like, if somehow Liverpool and um, City, this one of them take the title early, we'll see rotation from those guys as well. But like you said, I think it will go down to the wire. Um, I don't know. I've been losing faith on teams like Brighton, Wolves. Newcastle have a very hard run at the end. Um, Southampton have lost faith on. So these those teams, I've, I, like, I would probably trade out to James Ward-Prowse. Maybe that's just me, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been getting, like, um, harassed, I want to say, by Jacob in one of my leagues. Um, he He's a Southampton fan. He really wants to get James Ward-Prowse on his um, roster right now. Um, and it, it's interesting. Like, I'm trying to figure out who to actually poach from his uh, team as well. Um, so I'll quickly pull up his team. And maybe you could suggest, you know, what's a reasonable asset that I could get from his team for James Ward-Prowse. So in net, he's got Mendy. Obviously, I'm not going to try and get a goalkeeper. I've got Ramsdale. I'm happy with that. Um, but defending options, he's got Doherty, Reguillon, Rudiger, James Justin, Kieran Trippier. His midfield is Kai Havertz, Coutinho, Rafinha, Saka, Bowen, Lanzini. And up top, he's got uh, Luz Diaz, uh, Demara Gray, Harry Kane, and Pedro Neto. I think Saka's a solid trade. Like, Arsenal will be fighting for top four. Their fixtures towards the end of, like, 36-38 look good. I don't mind a Saka, but like you said, he's not the best on Goose. Um, Read out the mids again. So his midfield again is Kai Havertz, Coutinho, Rafinha, Saka, Jared Bowen, and Lanzini. Coutinho is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the problem is is that Coutinho, even though he has easy 36 and 37 with Burnley and Crystal Palace, he ends with Man City. Yeah. Right? Um, And one of the reasons I was maybe kind of attracted to Kai is because I'm a Lukaku owner. So I've got that spot nailed in a sense, right? That Chelsea spot. I guess, but Kai is even worse than Saka in terms of goes missing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you look at Arsenal's um, fixture run. They've got, uh, from 36 to 38, they've got Leeds at home, Newcastle away, and Everton at home. Yeah, it's such a nice run. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, again, Arsenal is one of those teams that you can kind of target. Maybe, would you target Brentford? They've got Southampton at home, Everton away, Leeds at home. Possibly, but I see Leeds fighting for survival. Yeah. But, I mean, if they win their next, like, maybe a couple of games in their next few, they've got, at, at the moment, um, uh, who do they have? Southampton, I think, at home, then Watford away, then they blank, and then they got Crystal Palace away before uh, Man City at home and Arsenal away. So maybe if they get a, a result or two, they could probably tie up, like, safety, right? So maybe they're just gonna do fuck all in the last few um fixtures yeah i guess and if they are looking to sell the likes of you've seen calvin phillips been linked out of the club mm. rafinha yeah. been linked out yeah you would think later on they probably just try to see how they can manage without those guys 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would really like to maybe get um a Spurs asset. I know ugh, Spurs, yeah, but they've got in thirty seven and thirty eight Burnley at home and then Norwich away. Yeah, I saw that. The thing is, playoffs are like knockouts. So if thirty six doesn't go your way, and they play Liverpool in thirty six, then you're screwed. So yeah. I'm not that keen on Spurs just because of that Liverpool fixture. But yeah, 37-38 are fantastic. Yeah, so I guess you would look at it in the three versus the two in isolation sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Or maybe look at 36 and 37 first and then try to play on the FA pool sort of thing. Because there might be random like drops here and there, right? When people are scrambling for assets and stuff like that, so... Yeah, that's fair too. All right. So, Robbie, thank you as always for your support, your question, your love. Um, I think now we can move on to our final segment, which is the FA slash waiver picks. For this segment, we typically talk about uh, players that are under 50% owned because there's an easier chance for you to grab them and maybe they could help you win your game week. So, Ryan, I think you can take the home teams. I'll take the away teams. And starting us off is Liverpool versus Watford. So, there have been a lot of chatter with a lot of Liverpool players picking up these international break injuries. We know to not always believe in those injuries. But, you know, Robertson kind of dropped out of um, the squad and came back or didn't play. So... There's, they've been saying he's fit again. So I don't think Simicast is really going to get minutes. But um, Trent is another one they were saying picked up a niggle or some kind of issue. And now it looks like he has a possibility of making it. Um, but if he doesn't make it, Nico Williams, 1% owned, I think is a great draft for just one game week. Like you said, they play Watford, right? So watch Nico be the reason that they end up losing or something. They've lost to Watford before, right? That's true. When when they won the that season or whatever, so and Watford is fighting for their lives at the moment, so But yeah, besides Williams, um pretty much no one in Liverpool is below fifty percent ownership. Yeah, and Watford, um so they've got a few assets and maybe you don't wanna like play them for this fixture. Um it depends. Uh, but Kamara, uh, 27% owned. I know he's a defender and like Liverpool are most likely going to score against Watford, but he seems to do better against teams that actually attack Watford. Um, he might concede a lot of goals, but he still racks up enough ghosties to kind of even things out. Um, Sissoko, who's kind of been very consistently ticking along the season as an asset, to only 25% own. I think he is potentially worth a grab maybe for the latter portion of the season. Um, João Pedro, 15% own because King seems to have been dropped, like, in terms of, like, favor, in terms of, like, he's not even playing 90-minute games anymore, right? Yeah. So he might be worth a punt, uh, and that's kind of goes, you know, the same for Kucho Hernandez, 13% owned. Um, if you want to really, really scrape the barrel for a Watford asset, uh, loser, 1% owned, but I'm not sure about his consistency in terms of, like, minutes or starts, that sort of thing. Um, so we can move on to the next game, Brighton versus Norwich. So, yeah, I mentioned before, I've kind of lost faith in Brighton. Brighton have just dipped so hard. Um, but the only player who's kind of, so Moda's kind of gotten dropped, right? He hasn't been getting as many minutes or minutes at all. But Solly March has been getting starts, and March is only 27% owned. Um, puts up okay ghosties. Like, he got like six points, I think, back to back. But Norwich, it's Norwich. So <laughs> I would always target at least one attacker from Nor- against Norwich. And So why not? March are 27% owned, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Brighton haven't been doing too well themselves, so I am going to suggest at least one asset from Norwich who's also fighting um, relegation. Believe it or not, there's actually a player over 50% owned from Norwich now. Oh, Pookie went over finally? Yeah, 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 51% owned. So I'm going to suggest the next best thing, uh, Rashika, 29% owned. Um, He, I think, is 
maybe a bit too good for that team. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but it's the only other attacking option that I would suggest. Maybe Billy Gilmore, but I didn't write him down on the sheet um, just from a Gosey's perspective. Uh, but yeah, have, have you know, take a punt. Why not? Uh, next game, Burnley versus Man City. So typically we wouldn't suggest players against City, especially defenders, but Burnley do have a double game week. So I'm going to list off three who kind of have my interest. Connor Roberts at 10%, I grabbed him myself. Um, it's more thinking that he has five games in three game weeks. So almost, well, a double in this game week coming and a double again in 33, so why not? Corne is 48% owned. I was shocked by that. He's a forward for, I think, standard leagues, but he's a flex player in a lot of leagues too. So if you can get Corny for, I don't know, a mid or even a defender spot, I don't know what leagues, but we've seen leagues with him as a defender. Um, that's kind of crazy. I would grab Corny for sure. And then Aaron Lennon, 3% owned, has been getting regular starts. I won't expect the world in terms of ghosties, but he can pop in there with a return or two. Again, you're already targeting five games over three game weeks. It's not like you're targeting massive points. Yeah, I think the reason Corney has dropped, and it was surprising for me as well, was like his last four games have been pretty terrible from a points perspective, right? Against yeah. Brentford, he got 2.5 points. Against Chelsea, negative 0.5. Against Leicester, he got 1.5. And against Brighton, he got 1.5. Now, granted, he did not play 90 minutes... I think he only played 90 minutes for like one of these four games, which was the uh, game against Brentford um, that he got 2.5 points. But yeah, he's not... He, after he went, like started the season so hot with his goal scoring streak or whatever, he just completely dropped off. And I don't know, like next season's draft, would you be looking to draft him at all? No, at this moment, no. <laughs> no, yeah. no Bernie players, really. Maybe yeah. Wagos, but... Thank maybe, yeah. Uh, or maybe Nick Pope as your 16th round pick. Oh, you yeah. Know? Pope is on. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Man City, as always, all their players are owned, so it's hard for me to suggest anyone unless you look at team sheets and grab someone, but I highly doubt you're going to be able to do that because Pep is probably going to roll out his strongest 11 from now until they can hopefully seal the title, right? So. Yep. All right. Next game, Chelsea versus Brentford. Yeah, similarly at Chelsea, pretty much no one under 50% ownership to talk about. Yeah, at Brentford, I know it's a tough fixture, but again, when we looked at like, you know, their final three fixtures, maybe these are assets that you can keep in mind for the, that playoff run if you have one. Uh, Ponsis Janssen, 48% owned. Ayer, um, 12% owned, right? These defenders kind of are okay on the go. He's not as good as Pinnock, though, I want to say. But Ayer kind of sneaks in every now and then with an attacking return. Um, the other one is David Raya, 33% owned. I was kind of surprised to see him still under 50% owned because he's like come back like such a beast at the moment um if you look at like his last few games he's gotten I know his last one was in great versus Leicester he only got two points but before that he had 14.25 11 16.25 7 and 15 points yeah I was surprised by that myself especially I thought given the blank game week a lot more pe people would have picked him up I mean yeah he didn't deliver but Still, surprised to see it's just 33. Janssen also was on your uh, data dump, right? Yeah, yeah shots, in terms so. of shots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, er Christian Eriksen taking set pieces for them, right? So there's always going to be that lovely delivery for them to feed off of. Yeah, absolutely. We didn't even mention Eriksen scoring for uh, Denmark. That was oh, fantastic fucking, to see. Yeah, fantastic to see. And he had like scored after coming on as a sub, like two minutes yep. after something like that, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love to see that. All right, next game, Leeds versus Southampton. So, Ailing popped up on the data dump as well with a couple shots. So, he's only 44% owned. I think he got some attacking returns in that last game, um, which is good to see from him. I don't... So, I saw on fan tracks he, has, he was credited a goal and assist. I didn't remember it being two returns. But anyway, solid to see. Calvin Phillips is back from injury. 
33% owned. We know what he can do in terms of like enforcer type ghosties. So why not? It's Southampton. <laughs> I mean, it is Leeds. So that's why I have a long but list of Southampton tri- assets. <laughs> um, Stu Armstrong, 46% owned. El Yunusi, 32% owned. Romeo, 28% owned. Um, solid midfield options as well. Um, we know Armstrong, he's delivered quite a lot um, since his return from injury. Uh, El Yunusi as well has played really, really well this season, I thought. Um, hopefully is around next season as well. Uh, but if you want defensive assets, thinking maybe Leeds might not score, then Kyle Walker-Peters, 45% owned, and Bednarek, 33% owned. Next game, Wolves versus Aston Villa. So, Trent Cow must be getting a spot after his good performance. Like, he finally got attacking returns. Hopefully that gives him some kind of confidence. He's only 38% owned. Um, yeah, I, I would grab him. Bully, I don't... Um, hmm. I don't really want to suggest Wolves defense here, but yeah, Bully's just 23% owned. And Aston Villa haven't been as good as they, they were back when Coutinho was bashing it. And yeah, he's great on ghosts, right? So... Yeah, 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 exactly. It's worth a punt, I think. Uh, for Aston Villa, there's no one to really suggest uh, because uh, it seems like Stevie G has kind of found his regular starting 11, right? And I think people have kind of picked up on that and all the good assets are kind of gone in that sense. Um, so yeah, we can just move on to the next game, Manchester United versus Leicester. So United defense haven't been delivering this whole season, but... Like you mentioned, they do have a, you know, fairly comfortable end of season run. Um, Juan Bissaka is 49% owned and Dalo is 23% owned. I don't know which one is has that spot, to be honest. But they're both lowly owned. So if you somehow have space to grab both and can wait on lineups to see which one to dump, that's one way to go about it. Yeah, and at Leicester, a um, few nailed assets, I want to say. Uh, Soren Chu, 44% owned. Uh, Keenan, Dewsbury Hall, KDH or whatever, 27% owned. And Lookman, 22% owned. Again, uh, Leicester have upcoming doubles, uh, easier fixture run than most teams. Uh, maybe you can kind of load up on them right now. And... Um, if you don't, like, okay, if you are a Castagne or a James Justin owner and you kind of want to have that spot nailed, you can maybe, if you have space on your roster, pick up Luke Thomas, 19% owned, and Albrighton, 8% owned. Though I would be, like, maybe kind of cautions the wind, um, maybe go for other assets from other teams sort of thing, right? Yeah, fair. Uh, next team, or next fixture, sorry, West Ham versus Everton. So, West Ham of Pretty highly owned, actually. Um, but Kurt Zuma, 44% owned. Hopefully, he's gotten that own goal out of his system. No more to come. He's not going to be a keen from Everton. But, yeah, I don't think there was anyone else ready to suggest there. Maybe Ben Johnson. He's lowly owned. I don't know what the time frame is on Kufal, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a decent shout, for sure. Uh, for Everton, the other team that has this uh, double game week, and I would say an easier one than uh, Burnley do. Um, so Everton, Alex will be 18% owned. Uh, he scored the winner versus um, Newcastle. So maybe he is rewarded with that performance. And Godfrey, 17% owned. If you want a defensive uh, punt, uh, you know, they face West Ham and then the next team is Burnley. I think they can get at least maybe one clean sheet out of that. Let's see. Um, because they did keep a clean sheet in their last game uh, with Begovic in that, though. Um, I think it's worth a punt. Yeah, fair. All right, next fixture, Spurs versus Newcastle. So not many players to pick from at Spurs either, but Benson Kerr. He's been kind of, you know, building that familiarity with the squad. He's been getting starts regularly now at 37% owned. I think he should be more highly owned than that. He's not putting up great ghosties, but I think he's now gotten starts. And I, if you want a Spurs asset and, and mids are lacking all across the board, yeah, why not? 
So a few assets from Newcastle. Um, I was kind of surprised to see a couple of them under 50% owned. Uh, Joelinson, 49% owned. So he's kind of hovering around that mark. Ryan Frazier, 36% owned. I was very surprised to see this number so low. Like, you should be rostering Ryan Frazier if he's free in your league. He should not be free in your league right now. Yeah, I would have expected uh, an uptick there for sure. Yeah, Dan Byrne, 35% owned. Uh, Fabian Schar, 16% owned. Uh, Newcastle have tightened things up um, at the back. I heard on a different podcast that for the calendar year, in terms of XGC, um, expected goals conceded, only two teams are better than them, Man City and Liverpool. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they still have okay-ish fixtures. I know it kind of does get tough for a while, but it's it's worth a punt, I think. And finally, with um, Green Assault... Kieran Trippier, 34% owned. I know he fractured his foot and everything, but I think he's going to still be able to squeeze a couple of games before the season ends. He's on set pieces, corners, that sort of stuff, takes direct free kicks and scores from them, so he's decent on the ghosties. I think if you've got a spot in your roster, maybe try and stash him now before other people pick up on it. Yeah, not bad. All right, and next game, Crystal Palace versus Arsenal. So, Palace is tricky. Um, Tyrek Mitchell has been quite impressive this entire season, I would say. He's gotten, you know, he played for England, what was it, yesterday? Um, Which kind of speaks to how well he's been playing recently. He's only 34% owned. I wouldn't mind grabbing him myself, actually. I'm going to see if he's free in my league. Um... And then the next one I have on here is Mateta. Mateta's been getting minutes and doing stuff. That's as much as I can Stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, like, he's not good with the ghosties, though. That's, the, no, that's he's my not. issue with him. Yeah. So, and it's, it's always kind of tricky to know how Palace exactly are going to line up, right? They have so much options now. But 6% ownership, uh, if he's starting, why not? Yeah, with a shout. Um, the only player I could maybe suggest is, depending on um, Ramsdale's injury situation, is Bryn Leno, 17% owned. He doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence, but Arsenal in general have kind of been solid at the back. So you could maybe get a clean sheet out of it, right? Yep, fair. So final fixture, which is the double gaming fixtures between Burnley and Everton. Uh, we've kind of already mentioned their assets or whatnot. So... Maybe we can kind of discuss how we think this game is going to go. Sure. So that one is a crapshoot, I would say. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. rubbish versus rubbish at the yeah. moment. Yeah. But I think Everton getting that win over Newcastle, which we finally, you know, went back and remembered. Um, yeah. I think hopefully that gives them confidence. Because I, I would rather see Everton stay up. And I really don't want to see Frank flop again. Yeah. So... I hope Everton win. I would say it's not going to be high scoring. At best, a one goal difference between the two of them. 1-0, 2-1 kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to maybe bank on like an Everton clean sheet here just because Bernie can't score. And maybe Pickford has gotten some confidence back um, after playing for England, that sort of stuff. I, I don't know. It's a very, very tricky one to call for sure. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe Connor Roberts, like you had grabbed, might this might be the game that he kind of performs in, right? Because I highly doubt he's going to perform versus Man City. I feel like Man City are going to tear Burnley um, apart. Um, that's why I'm not so high on Burnley, just because of that first double gaming fixture. Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, if I think the negatives are going to outweigh the positives that come from this game, if City put four past them, I might just actually bench him. Yeah. Keep it for the next double instead. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that is uh, the waiver pick segment, and that is the pod. Um, that's all we had planned to discuss. Um, Ryan, before we quickly run off uh, to our respective busy work days, because it is the middle of the week still, um, do you have any final thoughts, closing remarks? Not really. Um, Just pay attention to, I mean, like you mentioned at some point, a lot of teams still have games in hand. Most of them haven't been rescheduled. So just pay attention to that. That will also shape up how you target players for the playoffs. Because, yeah, we rattled off some um, some of the fixture difficulty ratings. But 
those those rescheduled double game weeks haven't been announced yet, so we don't know what what to expect really. Yeah, and it could fall in game week thirty six, right? And if your league yeah. plays with double game weeks for playoffs, that is a very vital start to your playoff run. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Sweet. I I think that's about it. I'm probably gonna switch to the cricket um, next, um, as we see KKR struggle with the batting. Yep. Um, but yeah. Until next time. Peace. Peace.